What is up? And welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 library 24 minutes at a time. I am Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lawhorn. This week on the pod, we are wrapping up our time in Paris as we finish up the last half of Irma Vep. Now shoot him again. Oh. Yes. Now jump on him. Yeah, with both feet. Jump on him. Renee, I have heels on. Yeah, I can't jump on him. No, 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 he's dead. He, he doesn't feel nothing. Is it true you'll be shooting a remake of a French silent film? That is true. I'll be Irma Bem. Renee Vidal is directing. Renee is nuts. He's nuts in a good way. Il faut, il faut avoir peur, là. Il faut... Moi, j'ai pas eu peur. Regarde, l'épisode s'appelle la, la tête coupée. Alors, il faut voir la tête coupée. This show is based on Olivier Assayas' 1996 film of the same name. Irma Vep is about Mira, an American movie star disillusioned by her career and recent breakup, who comes to France to star as Irma Vep in a remake of the French silent film classic Les Vampires. Uh, warning for, uh, you know, spoilers ahead for episodes yeah. five through eight of this series. These are the last four episodes of Irma Vep. Um, and we've only done this one other time with a, with a TV show, Ben. We did this with Euphoria, and we kind of mm-hmm. split it up into two two chunks. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you about the back four episodes because I feel like they're a lot weirder than the first four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is where it picked up for me. I, I definitely enjoyed the second half more than the first half. I think we really got into the meta-ness, I guess, of the show because, I mean, this is the show about making the movie you know and it's directed by the same guy mm-hmm. and he's conflicted like the the actor that's kind of playing his role is as conflicted so it's all just like it's very meta it's very like you know focusing on itself but i think it's really well done and it's really interesting it kind of gives you behind the scenes of like what it's like to make movies and how you know actors can be doing these like indie art pieces but then also they get the call from marvel and they're willing yep. to cut them the check for anything they want and it's like yeah i guess you have to like be in the middle of this like silent vampire film and then decide if you want to be in silver surfer or not. That's mm-hmm. just like a thing you have to do. It's kind of cool to see that, uh, you know, there, we got some interesting scenes or moments, I guess, in the last half of the series, like one of the actors basically just like disappears and almost dies, you know, <laughs> and everything's just like put on hold. It's like, yeah, I guess you just have to like, wait, <laughs> you know, like, what do you do at that point? So I, I enjoyed the second half a whole lot more. I think it's more of what, I thought I was getting in episode one. So oh, definitely, okay. I think we kind of talked about it that last episode, but like definitely kind of a slower burn here, but these last four episodes are what I wanted the whole time. Yeah, totally. And we covered episodes one through four last week on the pod. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go check that out and get our thoughts on the first uh, four episodes. I think these back four, like I said, it got kind of weird. Um, I texted you when I had started these episodes and you started them after me. And I was like, hey, have you started yet? And you said no. Uh, and I was like, okay, they get kind of weird. Just like, mm-hmm. just just a warning out there. I think they tackle um, much like broader and more lofty themes and elements, I think, that they're trying to touch on. Um, it's a little bit more grounded in kind of the first four episodes, I felt. Yeah. Um, and I, I, there are moments that I really liked, but then there were also things where I was like, man, I, this didn't really work for me. Um, so I'm curious to kind of talk this out. I think mm. one thing, um, actually two things. I wanted to start off by saying what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. And, and Rotten Tomatoes is, is 
not a great indicator, but I always find it fascinating to see what the disparity is between a critic and an audience score. Yes. Um, so for Irma Vet, for this, for critics, we have 96%. That's, that's very good. That is very, that mm-hmm. is very high. For audiences, we have 57%. So I, I think that speaks a lot to kind of the meta-ness and the, the really um, kind of highbrow themes that we tackle here of movie making or uh, movie culture or the industry, things like this that are like, way closer to a critic's heart than it would be to like an average audience viewer's heart. Um, And then the second thing we had mentioned last week on the pod, what we were hoping for, for the back half. And I think something that you and I agreed on was more Lori. We wanted more Mm -hmm. Lori. We Mm -hmm. wanted to see Mira's relationship with Lori. Um, She's still very much obsessed. She's still very much in love in a sort of a uh, uh, fashion, even though she doesn't believe that she loves girls anymore. She mm-hmm. loves Lori. She likes that single person. Did you get enough Lori in these back four episodes for, for your take for what you wanted? No, not at all. Like I thought for sure, like they, I don't know they, they built it up so much in that first episode. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm looking forward to this. Like, recurring story and how this is going to mess with her mind that her ex-partner kind of has this control over her all that kind of stuff i was really into it and then it just it never built back up to that ever again which is super unfortunate and i feel like that was kind of like a recurring theme with her like mira's relationship with a lot of them because i mean i forget the person who does the um costume design you know but like she rides the moped and drops her off zoe i believe yeah um you know there's like a lot of flirtation between them but nothing never happens happens. it never materializes yeah and it's like it's kind of frustrating it's like you know the one person that she does hook up with is like her (laughs) ex and it's just like super just like gnarly i guess that even happened like given all the circumstances so uh that that was like one of my biggest disappointments about about all of it but i think it was also made me realize that this series is actually I think a lot more about Renee, like the director. Yes, absolutely. Um and Mira was just like kind of like uh our, our vessel, I guess, to go through and experience this. But this was really about the director. Uh and I think we just it took a while for us to figure that out. It felt like there was really two big themes to these kind of back four episodes. One being with Mira and and her fascination and obsession very much in line with Renee and his obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, with Irma Vet, but her obsession with being the center of attention. She is the person that orchestrates these relationships. So um, when we say things get weird, when she starts walking through walls and she starts embodying yeah. Irma Vep and is able to kind of become this otherworldly person or thing or spirit, maybe it actually happens, maybe it doesn't. Like we like up to your interpretation, I guess. I don't really know. Mm. Um, but she when when she realizes she can do this she sneaks into the room of Lori and her husband and listens to them talk about her she sneaks into the room of Iman and and his uh wife and and listen to their conversation about her sneaks into Regina's room and Regina is like yeah I totally fuck her but she's not going to let me but I I truly believe this is an intricate piece of um of kind of like just tackling your need to be in the middle of like the mix of like attention mm-hmm. getting. And then on the back and the, on the other end of that, we see Renee and his obsession with Irma Vep, Right. And this really all comes out to be like, 
an obsession piece for him. Um, and there, there's one scene in particular that um, he asks them to kind of shoot again. It's this uh, very sexual flirtatious scene in Irma Vep. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just wants to live out his fantasy, right? Like yeah. that, that is what he is trying to do here. Renee's a pretty disturbed guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's dealing with a lot of stuff. Like we see him going to therapy and stuff, which is good, but, I mean, it's some of the storyline for that first half, too, is like how he's uninsurable because, you know, because of being on the meds and because of like the freakouts that he's had. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting seeing him get confronted by some of the cast members. Like, I think this is like really rapey. You know, it's like, no, no, no. It's just part of the character. Defend him. No, man. This is like (laughs) unnecessarily like not great, you know? So it's just interesting seeing him kind of push back and stuff. But, um yeah i don't know i i I, again like i really enjoyed the meta-ness of the second half like i listened to an interview with the director and just like i didn't realize that he actually like married maggie chung after they did the first irma vep like so much of this storyline is exactly what his life was because he deals with that in this movie too where like the person was his first irma vep was his wife like named jade and then they got divorced and we see like kind of the ghost of i don't know it's like it's just crazy how much like I, I can't imagine writing or directing this like a story about yourself just on so many. It's like an inception of this. Thing. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> nuts, but I think they pulled it off. Yeah, I totally think they pulled it off. And I will say the most interesting part to me of of this show is is easily Renee. Anytime Renee yeah. is having a conversation or in therapy or having a total breakdown, um, I I'm glued and. Um, Renee made me realize I really like listening to people speak French, um, mm-hmm. regardless if they're yelling or cursing or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sounds great. And, uh, I just was really drawn to his storyline. So let's go through this. Let's do our, some true cinema moments here. We can work through these, uh, episodes five through eight. Um, we'll start with episode five kind of kicks off with a, with a big bang, like a big mid season bang. I feel like mm-hmm. Renee. Um, so Renee meets with Robert and, and, and I wanted to put this on here. It seems like a, not a very important scene, but the more I think about it, I, I realize that it all stems back to Renee's interpretation of Irma Vep and the show that he is making and the art that he is directing stems from his personal desires. It has nothing to do with what the script is. It has nothing to do with how, other actors feel as we know he will just kill mm-hmm. off actors and send them away and fire them and whatever. It is exactly what he wants to do. So he has a meeting with Robert and they have a misreading of the script essentially. And they don't agree on something. Robert thinks it's very easy to see. And Renee says, no, that's not the way that I saw it at all. And it's just because Renee doesn't want to see it that way. Mm-hmm. He, he just wants it to be what he wants it to be. And I think that's a really great lead in to the rest of his storyline and how obsessed he is over very particular elements of the show. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Uh, again, like kind of having this like mirror held up to him and him like, no, that's not what I see or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of what's on the script here. Uh, but then it also kind of seems like it resolves itself. The scene does with him being like, okay, yeah, sure. That's what it is. You know, then yeah. he just leaves. Like, I, I'm not going to like, no one's changing each other's mind here. And then just how that trickles down throughout, you know, as Robert talks to Mir about like, oh, we're more like romantic partners. Like, oh, I thought we were like business partners. <laughs> like, so it's just interesting to see the effect that it had everywhere else. Yeah. Um, shooting the abduction scene 14 times for three hours. Um, they, they did a prep and um, 
basically Godfrey told Renee, like, if I act any less, it would be catatonic. And Renee's like, yes, exactly. That is, that is exact. That's the word. That's what I want it to be. Which is really funny again, like, because Renee just wants it to be the way that he wants it, especially during this abduction scene. He is obviously, um, you know, fantasizes about, Mm -hmm. um, this kind of, uh, power dynamic with, with Irma Vep and everything. And, he wants the power to belong to Irma Vep, the character. He doesn't want Godfrey to come in there and act on his own. And I do think it's really funny in this moment, too, that Godfrey and Mira like, kind of have this, this little back and forth. They butt heads for a second, and that's really the first time that I feel like Mira kind of stands her ground and is like, you, you cannot act this way. Like, it's not going to work with what I do. And again, points to Godfrey for just fucking taking some puffs, like mid-take. Yeah great guy vape king for sure (laughs) vape king yeah before take one it's really interesting because uh yeah renee goes up to godfrey and i think he says something along the lines of like don't hold back like you know let's just like let's go for it like like if she's a little scared that's fine whatever he's like okay got it you know Mm -hmm. then the next time we see it's like before take 15 it's like yes exactly be catatonic don't do anything (laughs) you know but yeah the exchange that godfrey to mirror have where he's like i'm just in the zone i you know i can't control it she's like well get out of the zone man (laughs) because like you're hurting me so uh, it was cool to see her stand up for herself for sure yeah yeah that was cool and then the um last one of episode five um renee wants to touch her up right he wants Mm -hmm. to be living what godfrey is is portraying on the screen um he they mentioned that they have like I think it's like three or four minutes of footage from that very specific scene. He wants to run the take one more time and everybody on set essentially convinces him and talks him out of like, you can't like, we have plenty of footage. We got to move on. We don't need to do this again. It felt really good, blah, blah, blah. But Renee is very hung up about it. And he is rewatching that at night in his house. Um, And that is, you know, goes hand in hand with this therapy of just like, this is his journey. To, to, uh, of like the power that Irma Vep holds over his life, this character in this project, the the ghost never leaves yeah. him, and he he doesn't really know how to deal with that. I don't think. No, not at all. Um, yeah, you can tell he's really fixated on this scene, uh, and like you said, it, it takes uh, it's what seems like literally everybody in the room to be like, "We've got it," <laughs> you <laughs> We're know, good. for him to like almost feel like, "Okay, I guess I'm not going to win this fight because." everyone's like, we're good. Let's move on. So otherwise I'm sure he just would have reshot it, you know, ad nauseum. Oh, like all day. The guy just would have blocked the whole day for that. Um, (laughs) Episode six, Renee freaks out on Robert and, and Renee just dips. This is the big deal. He just goes missing. Mm -hmm. He freaks the fuck out. He unravels his middle finger, uh, a la star Lord style. And Mm -hmm. um, just like loses it. He's just like, this is, this is the worst. I fucking hate everybody. I hate this project. I'm done. And he just like disappears. He stops answering phone calls. He won't respond to anybody and just kind of like goes off the grid. What do you think? Like, what do you think breaks him in this moment? Is it the fact that like Robert is giving him a little bit of pushback on the script? What is the moment where Renee's like, I can't do this anymore? I, yeah, I think it's got to be the pushback that he's getting because he is so hyper fixated on the story that he wants to tell. And I think we know of, you know, directors who are very collaborative and open to that kind of stuff. And as much as he, you know, maybe says this at the beginning with people, it's really just like he's going to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, maybe a matter of like almost being talked down to in front of the whole crew. 
you know, it's like, I know right. you're like the big actor that's coming in here, but like, you can't talk to me like this, like in front of everybody. Um, plus we also just know Renee's had a history of freaking out on actors <laughs> and has some mental health issues. So that probably doesn't take too much to get him to, to do that. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it takes him a lot at all, but I do like seeing Renee yell. I, I, oh, I love it. I, I don't know who the hell this actor is. Uh, Vincent M- McCain. McCain, I, I believe. Yeah. Excellent in this show. I, honestly, I think he's great. And I don't, it looks like he has some other things under his belt. A lot of French things. Um, obviously there is something on, I, I just pulled up his IMDb page. There is, this is very fascinating. He, there's a picture of him in this movie called dog, but it's him just smiling with blood dripping down his mouth. Um, yeah. very on brand for Renee. I know he does. I know he's not Renee in real life, but this is, that's very good stuff. Um, oh, I, I love it. Like listening to the interview again with the director, like, this dude, Vincent, nailed him to a T. It's amazing. Like the stuttering, the way the actual director talks, like wow, really? he nailed him down. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to miss Renee. Renee kind of yeah. became a pal over this, and I was like kind of rooting for him a lot. Um, other big thing of episode six, Godfrey hangs himself in this sex game, uh, audio, autoerotic asphyxiation, essentially, mm-hmm. and um, he gets admitted to the hospital. He blacks out. And then he wakes up, he tears everything off of himself, grabs his very you know, lush coat, yeah. and he just, like, he just jumps out the hospital window. He just fucking, <laughs> classic Godfrey, he's just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I thought it was hilarious. His, his cowboy boots and his <laughs> yeah. leopard print coat, and he's gone. I was like, yeah, this is, uh, the only thing that caught me off guard, one of the things that caught me off guard, I guess, during that, is like, nobody was responding to the fact that like his vitals were now showing like dead, you know, as he's pulling <laughs> all these things off of himself. Like, yeah. and you hear the stuff like flat lines, it's not getting a pulse anymore. Like <laughs> no one is showing up to see if this person's okay, but like, cool. I guess that's just maybe how it is in France. <laughs> you know, like, all right, it's his time, I guess. Look, honestly, the doctor said he had like a 25, 75 shot. So my that's guess true. is the doctor was probably like, look, if this guy flatlines, just leave him. He's done. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's a goner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then this is the episode where we get introduced to Musadora's memoirs. Um, so we get these one every episode, so six, seven, and eight. And it's essentially uh, Mira being transported back to play Musadora, who was the original Irma Vep, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, that's the, the right way. So I think this... To me, this really signifies the kind of um, collision of Irmavep being both in Mira and Musadora and the kind of like connection between old and new characters. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think we see that even in that last episode when she's like, you know, standing in front of the, the screen that's pro- the projector. And they've even like overlaid, you know, the the two movies and she's playing both parts. So we kind of see that connection that's going on there. So I I really enjoyed all these segments. Yeah. And this is the episode two where uh, she starts walking through walls and she steals the emerald necklace from Lori. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we kind of touched on Lori. I really wanted more Lori. I really just I would have been satisfied with one like one on one scene between them just for a little bit of closure because the way we end things with them is on a very sour note. Like the last thing that Lori ever really says about Mira is she like calls her a bitch because Mira didn't answer the phone. And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, well they both of them want to get in touch with each other. Like 
there was just so much tension there that it felt like it was bound to happen and it didn't. Um, yeah. And, and Laurie just kind of ended up disappearing in the end. I know it, it kind of boiled down to Renee's story, right? And like the last episode, we were heavily focused on Renee. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to, to see Laurie. I would have been interested to dive a little bit more into like Mira's personal relationship life. Like she, in the next episode, she kisses Regina. Like mm-hmm. what? I, what did that mean? Like it helped me understand, Ben. Like because she just kisses her and it's like, Oh, okay, yeah. and now we go to our separate quarters? I don't know. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that was really interesting because, you know, Regina is now her new Lori, uh, yeah. and that's that relationship that she had before. So maybe it's like some growth on her part. She feels like, I'm going to kiss her, but that's it, whatever. She's going to move on to do other stuff now. Um, but, yeah, I do wish we had gotten another interaction because we do get Mira talking about Lori uh, with Zoe. You know, it's like, right. oh, she likes guys. Like, no. She likes the snatch, but <laughs> yeah, this is so one of the funny. better lines too. She's like, but if there's gold, she'll go digging. She'll, yeah, she'll <laughs> like, dig oh, it out. a really good line. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do wish we had got some sort of closure between the two of them. I think too, in that, in that scene with Zoe and, and in the scene with Regina, I think it's about not necessarily power, but I think it's about this, um, need for attraction and attention that Mira can grasp from other people. So like when mm. Zoe is like, Hey, how come nothing ever happened between us? And Mira's just like, Oh, I like you a lot, but we're just like friends. And Zoe's really still hung up on this. And is like, will you dance for me? Will you do this for me? What kind of favor do you have? Like Mira really relishes in the fact that she can tell someone what to do because she yeah. can assume that position that Lori has over her. and nobody else can fulfill that but Lori. So Mira is kind of forced to step in herself to, to fulfill that a little bit. I think it's, um, super interesting. Um, but yeah, this, it, the horny levels of this show started out very peak and, and dissipated yes. pretty quickly. I will be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It plummeted. Last thing I want to talk about episode seven, um, Gottfried's last day of shooting happens. He makes this really grandiose speech where he, breaks tables and throws a champagne bottle against the wall and does classic Godfrey shit. And he goes on this big rant of like, why are we making movies? Like, what are mm-hmm. we even doing? Why do we make art? What is the big deal? Um, I think that scene is worth watching again. And I think that monologue is actually really good from Godfrey. I, I liked it quite a lot. Yeah, it was a great, it was one of my favorite moments definitely of this last half. Uh, but it, it, I think it hit me even more again after listening to some of the interviews that, uh, with the director because he talked about Godfrey being the kind of actor that you love making a movie with, but you don't want to be friends with. Like they <laughs> sure. are, they're way too much to be in your life on a daily basis. But to go hang out with them for like three weeks a month is like, cool. That's the perfect amount of need in my life of you, but I cannot be around you on a regular basis. Like, yeah, it's exactly who Godfrey is. Like, like, Oh, this guy's crazy. I'm glad we're not going to see each other in three weeks, but for now it's entertaining. You know, I can do this. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how he is on the show too. Like when, mm-hmm. when we get too much Godfrey, we're like, well, okay, we gotta, yeah. we gotta pull back a little bit, but like yep. we get this great monologue and we know that this is the end of Godfrey. And it's like, Oh cool. Like I can, I can totally stomach that and see what he's trying to tell us. Um, he, he is a very fascinating character for me. I think he's a lot smarter and like way more engaged in like art and cinema than 
then people around him give him credit for, but then us yeah. as as audience gives him credit for as well. We just kind of dismiss him as this, you know, a coke addicted sex addict essentially mm-hmm. that like ends up getting this role. Uh, very fascinating. And then episode eight, two things that I really want to mention here. Kristen Stewart fucking just showed up out yeah. of nowhere. I paused it and I was like, no fucking way. This is crazy. I had no clue she was coming. And right at the beginning too. Where oh, crazy. It was just like we're not even, this isn't like a Marvel teaser reveal thing. It's just like, <laughs> no, like we're starting out the episode. Yeah. Like with, yeah, I thought it was so cool. I guess they worked together a little bit. Um, the, the director and like they did a personal shopper together. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of, the, I think there's something else they did, but, um, so yeah, they've kind of come to, to work together recently. Oh, clouds of seals, Maria. Okay. But, uh, so it's cool to see her in there. Um, and I think there is some rumbling that basically the role Alicia Vikander is playing is kind of the real life Kristen Stewart character where Renee loves Mira and kind of sees her as like uh, a muse or something like that. It's kind of how Olivier is now with Kristen Stewart. So it's kind of cool again, oh. just like more of the madness coming around, you know, but it's kind of cool to see her show up in this series. That is super interesting. Um, yeah, she, she spiked the, the hotness levels there for a minute. Kristen Stewart, mm-hmm. very beautiful. Um, and she talks to Amon and, they very quickly decide that they want to try again for another child, which, you know, nitpick, not a very fleshed out scene. Um, they yeah. just get right into it. But hey, if that's your decision, you go. If Kristen Stewart was like, hey, we should try again for a baby. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah, we should. Okay. absolutely. Yeah, should. You got it. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, And then this final episode really comes down to Renee. So Renee um, asks Cynthia, like, hey, say hi to Jade if you ever see her again, um, knowing that like she's a recluse. And then we get this final phone call. So after Renee is kind of found and, and gets to kind of finish the project and everything wraps, we finally get to, to hear from Renee's wife, who has been gone. Um, and, and she prefers not to be at the house when Renee is shooting because he kind of turns into a madman. Mm-hmm. And they haven't talked for two weeks. And he, I thought this was the most vulnerable, true version of Renee that we have gotten, which is very satisfying for me to be essentially the the final scene of the show because he's kind of come full circle and realizing what Irma Vett means to him and where it is in relationship to his obsession and addiction to this person and fantasy and idea of something. Um, and it's a very good text on like, he mentions, you know, movies leave you between imagination and reality. And then they, yeah. they desert, you. they, they do mm-hmm. not bring you, home they they leave you kind of in this black space and he ends the phone call with his wife talking and saying movies take me far away but love brings me back to you and this happens all the while Irma Vep comes out of the tv screen and is ready to engage with Renee mm-hmm. and give him closure on this character but he's actually able to do it on his own he actually doesn't need to do it with Mira and she climbs back into um, you know, through the roof, and we get a, a very beautiful shot of her oh, looming over Paris. Um, I loved this scene. I didn't particularly like the episode as a whole. I thought it was uh very strange, odd. We most of the episode we get just like Mira listening to people's conversations, but mm-hmm. I loved this final scene with Renee. 
yeah, it was really cool. Uh, you know, like you, like you said, he kind of like ex- is explained to his wife what movies mean to him and stuff, but it's also just an interesting perspective because he talks about like, Oh, Mira's gone. Like the crew is all moved on to their next movie. Right. And like, just, he's just, just like left that. now. How, yeah. yeah. So he's like, Oh, it's just me now with this. And it, it seems like he's the one that's going to be putting it together as well. So, uh, it's just an interesting perspective to take on it where it's like this big family thing for a month. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, everybody's gone and you're just left with the movie now. It's like, Oh, okay. Uh, and I think it's, that's why that's the time that he wants his family to come back. He's like, okay, now I need my real family here. No, now that everyone else is gone. But yeah, I, I loved, I, I really liked the last half of this show a lot more than the first half. Um, I, I mean, for me, it, it's the, the scene before take 15, <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. If I do any less, I'll be catatonic. It's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like as someone who's like directed a handful of things, but not a lot. Uh, yeah, sometimes it happens where it's just like, I don't know what I want, but I haven't seen it yet. So yeah. let's do it again. You know, that kind of a thing. And that's, it just felt somewhat relatable to be able to see that. And you think about, you know, people like Fincher who were like, we're doing 99 takes, you know, yep. or whatever. It's like, I'll see it when I see it, but I just haven't yet. So I, I, I like that scene quite a bit. It was kind of funny to me. You got to get the dialogue in less than in a minute and 40, right? Yeah. Like you got to, you got to treat, you got to get it perfect spot on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really good, um, comparison. I, I'm, I'm going to pull a classic. I feel like I usually do this and I, I generally pick like a final scene to be my true cinema, but in the grand scope of Renee, this moment is so personal and he's so vulnerable and he comes to the, the, the full growth moment of he spent time lusting after and obsessing over Irma Vep and speaking to her ghost and and get and coming to the realization like movies possess like sets and movies possess spirits and they move mm-hmm. through different people and they've moved through Mira and they've moved on to Mira and maybe Mira doesn't need Irma Vep anymore and like I think it's this very fascinating conversation that really means so much more um, just a, about the way like art is perceived and lives in us and our souls mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so when he said movies take me far away, but love brings me back to you. And I was just like, God damn it, Renee, you did it. You did it. <laughs> you you did bastard. It you yeah. did it. No, <laughs> I felt so good for him. Uh, we only have one A1 act for this, this pod. Last time we did Alicia Vikander, who is excellent in this show, by the way, I know we mm-hmm. haven't really said it. She I, I know some bummer news came out recently about her kind of departing from the Tomb Raider series. She will no longer be Tomb Raider. Um, so uh, I, don't, I don't really know what's next on her docket, but someone should pick her up and just like let her cook. Just let her make something good. She's a great actress. Yeah, she's awesome. I and mean, we talked about her in Ex Machina. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, what else have we done? Just another uh, A24 stuff we've covered. I don't know. But oh, yeah, Green Knight. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, Green Knight, man. She Green snuck Knight. in there. Love to yeah, see that. She's awesome here for here for everything that she's going to do. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, she's great. Uh, our one A1 act, we're going to do movies based on TV shows because this is what this show is essentially about. It's a TV show based on a movie. So we're going to mm-hmm. do movies based on TV shows. Here's our short list. Here's the initial. Um, we've got 21 Jump Street, Adam's Family. Is it Zeon Flux? Is that how you say it? Uh, Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman. El Camino. This is my personal uh, uh, submission to the list. It's nice. not my pick, but it's my submission. Um, okay. Charlie's Angels, Downton Abbey, The Equalizer, The Flintstones, Jackass, The Muppet Movie, Sex in the City, 
and Star Trek. Um, that is our shortlist that we made. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had submissions from listeners. Do you want to list the, you want to list those off right now? Yeah, I think we got to do that. Um, you know, the podcast that nobody asked for. Uh, we love you guys. They submitted Police Squad, uh, and those became the Naked Gun series with Leslie mm-hmm. Nielsen, who people may recognize from Airplane, which is just like. I've recently solidified as one of my top 25 movies of all time. So <laughs> congratulations. Uh, yeah, you did it. Awesome. Uh, Klein felt he did the mission impossible series, which is like, man, I mean, we've threatened talking about mission impossible on here. It's just like, <laughs> let's divert from uh, a 24 to get ready for the next mission impossible movie. So that's also a great choice. Uh, and Christian from the movie pit podcast also mentioned mission impossible, but he threw in a team as well, mm-hmm. uh, which had the, recent I mean, recent whatever 10 years ago remake though bradley cooper and liam neeson stuff like that so that, those were some great submissions from them yeah really great submissions uh klein pulling in the mission impossible is a good one and i i will say right now when dead reckoning part one comes out we are diverting for a week and we will no longer be covering a24 content we will be covering mission impossible because Dude, tom cruise is the last great movie star and he saved cinema let's just yeah We'll say that for now. Let's do um, it. The six weeks leading up to it. Let's cover the Mission Impossible series, man. Let's do it, dude. Let's <laughs> we, we either cover it on this pod or we make a separate pod for six weeks and then go on hiatus until the next Mission Impossible. Yeah, either way. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. So. Either way. Um, you know what? I am going to... So I, I put in El Camino. I think El Camino is underrated in terms of mm-hmm. like expanding the Breaking Bad universe. I think it's actually quite good. I was lucky enough to see it in a theater. I think it's really cool when Netflix does that, and that's a whole different conversation. Um, but Netflix, what the fuck are you doing with movies? Um, I'm going with Jackass, actually. I, nice. I like the Jackass movies. My wife grew up on the Jackass movies. Um, I never grew up on the TV show, but like, okay. I've seen a couple of them in theaters, and they're, they are, are something so unique and something mm-hmm. that is not able to be replicated. It is like they found the spot, and nothing will be like jackets. That's just, it's just the way it is uh, forever and all time. So that's my pick. Some of the most fun I had watching a movie in 2022 was yeah. jackass forever. hundred percent agree. I, I think I had a smile on my face for like all in 90 minutes. Like this and, is amazing. I just love seeing these guys do this stuff. And the, the final, the final stunt they do and the final, like the credits where we get to see some of their outtakes oh. are monstrous it's just it, yeah. it's unbelievable what these guys do and the fact that they came back to do jackass forever is truly should be like a shrine should be created for these gentlemen it's ridiculous yeah, yeah those guys are great <laughs> um for myself i mean there's there's some i left off you know i, I got a sneaky pick i'm gonna throw out here but Classic. uh thought about after the fact like really a lot of these snl movies fall into this wayne's world Fuck, tommy boy brothers Shit. yeah like some of these fall into there that start out as skits on SNL or now movies. So, um, but I'm going to, again, like I want to shout out Alicia Vikander and I'm going to do the man from uncle, which I've talked about a few times on here, but uh, that is also something that used to be a TV show and they made a movie, uh, army hammer and Henry Cavill and Alicia Vikander. Also Elizabeth Debicki's in it and Hugh Grant, like it's got a solid cast. So uh, worth checking out. Um, I mean, I, if I'm taking any of these with me, I'm taking the Mission Impossible series because I love those movies so much. The 21 Jump Street movies, speaking of meta, you know, like we did with this, <laughs> yeah. like 21 Jump Street nailed it. But I'm going to go with uh, the man from Uncle. That's great. I You have definitely talked about that on this podcast before, and I have not watched it yet. I have. It is 
so many things to watch, Ben. <laughs> I need to respect your opinion more. I need to watch this. Uh, no, you, no, it's all you, good. <laughs> I just, you, I'm curious to hear what you think, though. You put it on your voodoo, and then we'll, and then I'll watch it, and we'll we'll do a sidebar episode. We we'll can do a bonus. We can do a bonus, bonus episode, man from Uncle episode. Um, yeah, super exciting stuff. Um, I just wanted to mention before we get out of here, and uh, before we. Uh, we kind of, we ranked the first four episodes. We'll do a quick ranking of the back four. Um, but bodies, bodies, bodies comes out in a couple weeks. We're definitely covering mm. that on this pod. I've heard great things about it. Um, go listen to the new single by Charlie XCX. It's called um Hot Girl. I think, dude, I've been blasting that every single day. I'm a hot. Girl. Gotta check that's, it out. That's the song of the summer, honestly. Um, a twenty four ranking first cow, good time or the farewell. I believe both of us landed on a good time for the. Uh, first four episodes. I'm sticking with a good time for the back four, but I'm I'm inching it closer to a first count. Like it's a, it's yep. just a little improved. I like the storyline with Renee far more. I think it's way more in depth and um mature for his character. Interested in Mira. Wish we got more of her background and relationships with Lori and things like that. Uh, so I think there's good and bad, but. Yes, I will miss Renee and, and Godfried. I'll probably have to pull up some YouTube clips of Godfried just vaping it up just so I can feel at home, you know? I like it. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> next week to see you with your vape as we record. Yeah, yeah nope. as we go, channeling my inner Godfried with my uh, eyeshadow yeah, streaming exactly, down my face. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I mirror you exactly. Like, this is also a good time for me, but last week it was closer to the farewell. This week is definitely closer to first cow. This is a lot more of what I wanted. I think there's a version of these four episodes that give me a first cow. Like you talked about, like uh-huh. give me some of that closure with Lori or let me see her like move forward with Zoe and embrace this. Like give me some of that, that stuff, but uh, a, a solid good time for me. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, Very fascinating that I just wanted to end this pod with as I'm searching through IMDb here and I, I know we're over time, but, but what are you going to yeah. do? You know? Um, So the guy that plays, um, Godfrey. His name is Lars Edinger, I believe is how you say it. I was trying to see what else he was in um, to see if I can go watch other things with him because I like him. He is going to be in Noah Baumbach's White Noise that is coming out later this year. Ooh. It is not an A24 production, but it is going to fucking slap. The budget is astronomical. Noah Baumbach is back with Netflix with Adam Driver. Um, and it's based on a book that like deals with chemical warfare so it's going to be pretty crazy so i'm very excited to see him in a big movie that's gonna be really 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 cool yeah it's gonna be awesome he'll be great now he seems like someone that would fit in perfectly in the bombek universe oh absolutely absolutely um yeah totally great time with the revap next week very special episode we're having a guest on and Mm -hmm. i can't wait we are going to be talking about under the skin um i haven't seen it yet it's got scarlett johansson and I'm excited because I've heard great things about this movie. Have you seen Under the Skin yet? I have seen it, um, okay. but I am definitely looking forward to a rewatch. I did not get it the first time for sure. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. I don't know what this was. So sure. uh, I'm definitely excited to to revisit it. Um, excited to have a guest on again, cover a new movie in my head. You said under the, and I was like, we're in Silver Lake again, but yeah, under <laughs> the skin is what we're going with. So very excited. Looking forward to it. Um, Leia, let us know what you guys thought of Irma Vet, these last four episodes, the series as a whole. I don't think there's like a series two planned, but if we got some closure on some of these stories, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know um, what I think would be a cool idea, Ben? I think we go the euphoria route when we got in an episode dedicated ooh. to both, you know, the characters yeah, yeah, like they yeah. got their own episodes 
it would be kind of cool to have like a a post episode like give me a one one hour episode where we kind of tie up some strings with people I think that would be kind of cool, actually. It, it'll never happen, but I think it'd be cool. Yeah, let's see Mira go visit Regina on her set of her new feature oh film. Oh, my God, yes, you know, let's please. Let's see, uh, yeah, Renee kind of wrap some stuff up. So Love let that. us know what you guys thought about this. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at 24 minutes of 824. I am Ben Lawhorn. And I'm Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. 